We have to pee. <laughs> Guys. This is Dealer's Choice. A little Rebel Yell. Hey, everybody. It's Josh Wolf. I'm here with Angie Stevenson. Hey, Hello, everybody. everybody. This is fairly normal. Oh, and I'm back live. Last week I was in New York City. And he's going to perform his song tonight. Maybe, maybe if I get the balls to do it. I know I told people I would, but I'm just so nervous to do it. You know, we were talking about Billy Idol before we came on. Mm-hmm. And um, he, for, look, he, he performs about in town here. Yeah. Yeah. I see. No, he's still going strong. Yeah. He looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And we both said he's had a little, and he's shredded, guys. Like, he's like, he still goes shirt off. Yeah. He's ripped. Yeah. Um, and we both, and he's had a little work done. But I, and we both said, totally okay with that. I'm not mad at that. Whatever it takes. I think, listen, if you're, I think, especially with the HGH, it prolongs your life to have a, you feel better about yourself for longer. I don't have to take it yet, but I'm look, look at me, everybody. Look, <laughs> when the time comes, if I'm given that option and I have a little extra money, yeah. oh, I'm going to fucking do it. Uh, because I've talked to people who do it, and they're like, it just gives you more energy. You're not, you don't go back to being twenty, but like as a sixty-year-old, you go back to feeling like when you were thirty-five. Now, do women take it, or is yes. it gonna, it doesn't make me manly? No, that's te- that'd be testosterone. Testosterone. The HGH is good for your hair. It's good for your skin. It's good for your energy level. Mm-hmm. When you work out, it's good. It doesn't really give you muscles. But it allow it, your recuperation time. Remember when you were yeah. 21, you could work out and be the next day. You're like, I'm fine. Yeah. And now sometimes you're like, fuck, I'm not working out for a month. Let's start taking it now. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it really. And look. <laughs> After this weekend. You think <laughs> you think McConaughey looks like that? Just I don't think he's had any work done, but that dude's got it. And, and Robert Downey Jr.'s going to be 50. Yeah. His body's ridiculous. We all need a little boost. A I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it at all. Like, I, it gets on me when, when people, I hear people talk about, well, look at all the work she's had done. Look at all, hey, man, it's right. not your journey. You do you. I agree. You do you. Who cares if somebody else got a, their ninth nose job? It's not your business. I mean, if you start looking a little crazy, I think that's when your friends and your family should probably step in and say, eh, Yes, yeah. I agree. And and recently I sent a picture out on my Instagram about this dude who had plastic oh. surgery to look like a parrot. <laughs> he cut off his ears. What? Oh, it's the craziest picture. If you guys, if you haven't seen it, go on my Instagram, Josh Wolf Comedy. There's a dude who got plastic surgery to look like a parrot. Now, it's his choice. Mm-hmm. I do think that there is a plastic surgeon mm-hmm. who, I can't believe there's a plastic surgeon who did that operation. Not only that, if I'm the plastic surgeon, I would be like, hey, you know what? How about we give you a parrot mask for a couple? <laughs> Walk around with that. Or see how that... down a little bit. Yeah, but don't Cut you want to don't you want to see how it feels walking around like a parrot? Do you know what I mean? You want you want you because if day three you're like I don't like this, you're fucked. Yeah. But if you just get the makeup done, how does he hear? Oh, he still got the holes. Oh, oh you have oh. to see it. Okay, well I have a confession. You don't have any ears? No, I had really big ears. I've grown into them a lot. Mm-hmm. But in third grade they were so big and the kids used to call me Dumbo. So I actually duct taped them to my head for my third grade picture. Stop it. Yep, I double sided it. Wait, so you double sided it on the back of your ear and pushed it against your head? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, so it just, you know, fell flat and didn't stick out. I have big I'm gonna show you. I have big ears, but they're flat. See, so they don't have a curve. Oh, yeah. See, so most people have a curve here. Mine are f- 
flat, flat, like they're elven ears. Yeah. And I used to be super self-conscious about them because there was no, and not only that, like I can, let me say, oh yeah. <laughs> so, so, but I can, mine are so, they don't have any cartilage here, so they're super yeah, bendy. They are really <laughs> they're bendy like ears. They're really crazy bendy, right? And I can tuck them into my ear. I can tuck my ear into my ear. Like there's nothing, yeah. but they, I used to be super self-conscious. They were like Spock ears and elven ears. And now, but yeah. eventually you just get used to it. And kids are mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we duct tape your... Adults are mean. I know, they're meaner <laughs> than kids. Where, where did you grow up? Santa Cruz. You grew up in Santa Cruz? Northern California. Um, brothers, sisters? One older sister. Uh, by the way, by everybody, so <laughs> this is Angie. Are we on video? We're on video. Oh, That's the, right there. Angie no uh, currently is the owner of a food truck called Angie's Wieners. Yes. You are in an upcoming horror film. I am. Yes. Yes. And you used to work in the adult film business. I did. Okay. Yes. All right. So just want to give people a roundabout of what, who you are and, what, and what's going on. Mm-hmm. All right. So you grew up in Santa Cruz. I did. Brothers, sisters? Where the Lost Boys were filmed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> vampi- vampires? Vampires. It's a very weird town. Is it? I always feel like you know, people that, that live there get stuck there. Oh, one of those small towns? One of those small towns. You know, everybody kind of, kind of, uh, they don't really, they don't want to leave. And if they do come back, they don't leave again. Is it, is it, did they film Lost Boys there? They did at the Beach Boardwalk. Remember the scene? Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, And and are there really vampires there? Is that really what they're known for? Or is that just for fun? I mean, there's bloodsuckers everywhere. Yeah, that is very true. (laughs) Uh, So you grew up in Santa Cruz. Brothers, sisters? One older sister, Avery Rose. She's a rock and roll singer. Is she? Mm-hmm. Where does she sing? Here in town? Um, she sings here in town. She's done some touring. She was, you know, able to open up for Stevie Nicks and Rod Stewart. Out That's in, amazing. Yeah, she's got um, a tiny little body, beautiful brunette, but she sings like, you know, Janis Joplin. I think I've seen some of her videos on your posts. Probably so. I'm her biggest fan. Yeah, well, yeah. you should be. That's your sister. Yeah. And you grew up mom, dad, both together? Mom and dad um, both still live in Santa Cruz, Mm -hmm. and they were together for 28 years. Wow. Yes. They were very cute. We had, you know, kind of the Leave It to Beaver family growing up. Dad was the karate champion. Stop it. Really? Yeah. He was, um, he actually um, made it to the Olympics, and my mom got pregnant with my sister, Avery, and he declined. um, Going to the Olympics? Going to the Olympics. That's an amazing from thing. Arts, yeah. So you all through high school, mom and dad still together. All to, yeah, together through high school. And when I moved out, um, I moved out when I was just eighteen, mm-hmm. down to Newport Beach, and they were splitting up then. But wow. they're still, you know, they're yeah. still friendly. My dad's remarried. And when you were in high school, mm-hmm. what was the dream for you? Um, you know, I think the dream always was uh, to be an actress, mm-hmm. to be some sort of entertainment. I think I was always fascinated with the entertainment business. And... Did you do any acting and stuff in high school? I did. Yeah. Oh, I did drama. Yeah, yeah, so did I. I was in you Romeo did... and Juliet. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, arc thou. Uh, <laughs> that's all I remember, too. Uh, no, we were, um, my buddy and I played on the football team, mm-hmm. and um, the person who was the drama teacher was like, you guys should come out and be in Romeo and Juliet. And we were like, we're... We would love to, but and then he talked to the football coach. Yeah. So at the beginning, and I forget the name of the the two guys at the beginning who opened Romeo and Juliet. Aaron, is it Rosencrantz and Guildenstein? Gildern Stern. Stern, right? So we were Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the entire football team came to the 
and they were heckling. They'd never been to a Did fucking. Did you play football? Yeah, but they had never been not very well. They had never been to a fucking play at the school. Right. And they were screaming out, "Nice tights!" <laughs> no, oh, no, what kind of accent is that? So it was ridiculous, but we did it. Yeah. What did you, what plays did you do? Oh, you know, I was in Annie. Were uh, you? Yeah, I was in Annie, um, uh, Romeo and Juliet, just like you. And did you and sing in Annie? I did sing. Well, I played Molly, so I did the Santa Claus we never see. Yeah. I was a little girl. Yeah. In that play, um, Les Mis. I really? Mm-hmm. So you did a lot of uh, a lot of theater stuff. I did some theater, but mostly, you know, choir. I sang in, in choir and jazz choir growing up. Um, and then I did homeschool for high school. Oh, so the, the drama you did, you did in junior high? I did it in junior high, but then I went to high school and I was able to audit certain classes. Mm. So I was able to go and sing and do drama, but then do my regular studies on my own. Why Why did your parents, did they homeschool both of you? No, they didn't. It was um, It was my choice, and I just came to my parents, and, and I said, I don't really like school. I'm not learning anything mm-hmm. here, and it feels like a waste of time, and I wanted to graduate early. So, why? Um, I just, I wanted to move to Southern California, mm-hmm. and I wanted to explore and and um you so know, be an adult so you really graduated early. you wanted to be an adult early I, I did you graduated you homeschooled yes who taught mom or dad well it was actually independent study so it's kind of like a continuation school right um where you have a teacher you go once a week right take your classes um on your own and then you come and take a test that seems like way better it's way better uh, were you, if you're self-motivated. Right. And you were self-motivated. You, you wanted to be out of the house. So you did yeah. you graduate a year early? I graduated a year and a half early. Holy shit. Yeah. So you left the house when you were 16 and a half? Yeah. <laughs> Smart, right? Yeah. I stayed um, I stayed with my parents until I was uh, 17, almost 17 and a half. Um, then I moved down to Newport Beach. And which one of you or your sister was the rule breaker? I think she was. She was definitely the more promiscuous of the two. Sorry, Avery. <laughs> She's not listening. <laughs> Don't worry about it. She she has no fucking idea what's happening right now. Um, so she is kind of a stoner. <laughs> Good. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, your sister was the wild child. She was. Yeah. She was a little bit more of the rebel. And so what were you, your, you know, everybody has a role in the family. What was your role? Um, I think I was, you know, I was kind of goofy. Um, just, you know, the silly one. But you are, so I don't think people know that about you. I don't think they do either. But I think sometimes you're nervous to show them that, yes? Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of a, a nervous, shy individual for I the know. most part. I was really surprised by that. Why? That you were nervous and shy? Mm-hmm. Because it's just not the persona that you kind of put out. Right. Look, before when she sat down, she was like, feel my hands. They were like, you were sweating. <laughs> you were nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that it's that's not really the persona. You put out a very confident persona. Right. So tell me something. How do you go from the graduating a year and a half early? Mm-hmm. The, you were the shy child. I was shy. I mean, I had a lot of friends. Right. I was, you know, I was popular this and that, but I had a lot of different friends in different circles, and you know, it was just some choir geek. That's so. Fun. And so, when you co- the goal when you moved out of Newport Beach, did you know yeah. anybody? Um, I did not know anybody. I moved in with two male roommates at the time, right down on the beach, and I rented a room. I got a job actually at the Improv Comedy Club. 
And I was a waitress there for three years, so I got to see, you know, all the great comedians coming in and out. I have to tell you, one, one, of, one common thing that I, I really love about people that I talk to mm-hmm. is the, and I did the same thing, is the packing up and moving to a place where you don't know anybody. Right. Do you know what that did for me? It, even though I didn't, it's not like I was running from the law or I needed to yeah. escape like a crime that I did, mm-hmm. but it, the idea that I could hit the reset button and just be whoever I was going to be when I moved. Right. Nobody had any predisposed ideas of who I was. Yeah. It's such an, and I, I wish for everybody once in their lifetime, they get to do that where you mm-hmm. get to kind of move somewhere where you... Yeah, start fresh. You start fresh. Yeah, was it's that, empowering. It really is. But mm-hmm. it also, if you if you made a decision or if you were like, oh, I wish I wasn't that person, but I'm fucking so far down the rabbit hole, I have to be this person now, <laughs> right? It's like story of my life. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm so far down, I have to be this fucking person. But to be able to go somewhere, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, kind of like going off to college, Yes. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. for your son, he's... <sighs> Little man uh, living it up. He's not a little man, though. No. He's a big fella. Yeah. But yeah, I don't he's think... He's handsome. He's so handsome. He I gets don't... that from his dad. Uh, I don't know where he gets it from. His mom was an attractive woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, So how did that go? Okay, so what do you do when you go down to Newport Beach? you have a job at at, at uh, the Improv? I worked at the Improv. I worked at Joe's Crab Shack. The first month, I you know, I broke my foot. I um I started drinking for the first time. Oh, you hadn't you didn't drink before? I I was very um good girl. You know, all my friends were drinking and doing drugs and and things like that, but I I was pretty pretty tame. So I had my first Jack Daniels drink. That's um, amazing. <laughs> How old were you? 18. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So you were like, I guess I'm going to try this. Oh, so I jump off my balcony the second floor thinking, you know, I'm just going to jump down and, and visit with everybody. The first night you drank Jack Daniels, you jumped off a balcony? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe drinking isn't for you. <laughs> well, I practice now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you jump off the balcony? I did. I was trying to get down to the party, and I thought, well, this is faster. So I just kind of... And how'd that go? How'd that end up? I broke my foot. Yeah. <laughs> I broke my foot. I was in a cast for a month. Can I can I tell you? Here's the thing. Like, this isn't exactly the story. I, and this is why I love doing this. Hmm. I'm sure everybody has in their head the idea of someone who goes into adult film of what mm-hmm. their childhood was like and what right. their. But that's not exactly. That's not at all what you explained to me. No. You explained the parents together. Mm-hmm. You said the Leave It to Beaver. Yes. You graduated from high school early. Mm-hmm. You had never touched a drop of alcohol. You were not the promiscuous I sister. I smoked a little pot. Well, but you know you what? Know. The, God made that. Uh, yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but so all these things that we would assume, we would assume would be the reasons why you jump mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. Were not. No, and I mean not to say you know my parents were very open. They yeah. were very present. We had you know my parents were the cool parents, um, which is. They were very liberal. They were very open yeah. with my sister and I. And, you know, but high school volleyball coach, my dad and my mom. And mom's an artist. They were stoners. You know, we just, we had a lot of fun growing up. Like, life was yeah. very fun and light. And and I was exposed to, you know, real life stuff at an earlier age. They didn't shelter us. Right. They talked um, to you like a, like a grown-up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, that the whole adult thing, I mean, it didn't really happen until later 
you know, I was 24. Is that old for that to get in? Is that old? Well, in my opinion, it, it was um, it was a lot better because I had, you know, a head on my shoulders. I was, you know, a lot smarter than an 18 year old going into it and making that kind of money that you make in that field. Is that what lured you in? It was. Yeah. Um, originally, you know, I, I worked every job down in Newport Beach. I was an office manager. I was a personal assistant, yeah. uh, bartender, waitress, but I was bored. And I wanted to be in entertainment, and I always wanted to model and act. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I started getting tattooed at a very young age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Large angel wings on yeah. my back. Um, and one of my young dreams was to be a Playboy Playmate, you know, like I would see Marilyn Monroe on the cover yeah. um, back in, in, in her time. Um, so I sent my pictures into Playboy, and they loved me from the front they had me come in and do a casting call and then as soon as they saw my back they're like oh we can't oh because the tattoos yeah so i said oh yeah <laughs> so i sent my pictures into hustler magazine right. and i um, mean you know because i had tried for different modeling mm -hmm. things and you know when you're short and you're tattooed it's kind of difficult so, i guess so yeah i'm short and tattooed <laughs> uh but here's what i uh, and, and one of the reasons I want to have you on, mm -hmm. it, it seems to me, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. It seems to me that sometimes women can be harder on you about what you chose to do for a profession than men. Do mm -hmm. you find, I mean, just a little more, look, they're in different ways. Mm -hmm. I think men are obviously a little more, they see you only one way, which is unfortunate. Right. But it seems to me, because I I've, read I've some comments, mm -hmm. that women can be a little more judgmental towards you. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, I mean, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I think now, because I've changed my life around yes. and I own a business and... You know, I act and I put myself out there in, in a different light. Um, now I find I have a lot of female fans. Um, it's empowering. It's empowering. Um, but, you know, I mean, guys can be just as judgmental. But they, or, guys are yeah. aggressive. They're aggressive. Yes. it's a. I read yeah. some of those comments. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. It's terrible. It is. What, one of it's the, obnoxious. It's obnoxious. Mm -hmm. It's also like the weird thing is, is like it's a job. Mm -hmm. Or it was a job. It's like when people come up to me on the street and say, "Hey, tell me a joke." I'm like, "That I'm not working right now." Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it, this is that's my job, mm -hmm. and this is not my job right now. Yeah. I, I I find it. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because, you know, I know you've been saying how it's been hard for you to escape, mm -hmm. kind of the ghost of what you used to do. Sure. Because you're a business owner now. She owns a great food truck, which is called Angie's Wieners. Yeah. But but um, why do you think it's so hard for people to, if you've put it in the past, why do you think it's so hard for people to put well, it in the past? Well, the thing I think is is that I've put it in the past, but I haven't put it in the past. And, and what do you mean? Well, because, you know, I could have chose to just ignore it completely, mm -hmm. walk away from it, you know, go get a normal job, go, you know, go to school, do something different, use my, my legal name. Right. Um. But I didn't, and I chose to just say, you know what, this is what I did then, and this is what I'm going to do now, and, you know, kind of combine the two and, and work off of it yeah. a little bit and just say, you know what, whatever. It was what I did, and I don't have regrets, um, you know. I, no, regrets are no way to go through life. They're not. And you know what? 
like I really feel like and I it's just almost like what we said about Billy Idol and their yeah. nip and tuck and I, I just I find it hard when people judge other people's journeys yeah do you know what I mean like mm -hmm. your choices and your journeys and whatever oh okay whatever you <laughs> decided to do with your life yeah is nobody else's business that's true I just don't understand how why people end up getting so judgy what mm -hmm. you did or doesn't affect anybody else except right. for you and who except and for the you. people that I have relationships right right with. right that's yeah. it so yeah. I never quite understood why people mm -hmm. get so judgy and it's all uh, to me mm -hmm. most of the judgy stuff in our country a lot of it well it involves three things Re religion mm -hmm. sex people get super judgy about sex but everybody does it I know mm -hmm. I find that the people the more judgy somebody is the weirder shit they like to do yeah I agree. <laughs> <laughs> this I know. <laughs> the people who are super judgy mm -hmm. are into some really weird shit. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. I have to tell you, there was a friend of mine mm -hmm. who, uh, okay, <laughs> he was a super like judgy dude about, man, he, he doesn't, hey, look, I don't believe that, you know, men and women should be having anal sex, mm -hmm. you know, and he had all these rules, like really like rule, rule, rules. And, um, he got busted with two male prostitutes. But wait, it gets better. <laughs> or worse. It gets better. Okay. He was in a costume. A parrot? Snow White. <laughs> oh, no. Dude dressed as Snow White, jerking off two male prostitutes. Weird. Really weird. So... Listen, I have to tell you, I always knew he was a little weird. I used to tell my friends, yeah. he's got a body buried in his fucking yard. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt this dude doesn't have a body because he was so vocal about what was right and what was wrong right. and what people should and shouldn't be doing. And those are the people who end up doing exactly what... It's like every you know, congressman who's like, oh, no gay marriage. The gays should not get married. And meanwhile, yeah. they're getting a hand job in a bathroom somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, the more judgy you are, I feel like the more shit you have buried. I agree. I agree. And we, we've all made mistakes. We've all done things in mm -hmm. our lives that have, you know, shaped who we are. Today, you try things, you realize that maybe this isn't for me and that's, you know, that's Would what you, I did. Is, is, is there a mm -hmm. point you can go back to where you're like, mm, I wish I had taken that left instead of that right? Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole the whole journey was was never really what I wanted to do, right? Um, and it, it very much affected my parents. You know, it oh, broke that's interesting. my. Did it? Oh yeah, it broke my dad's heart. Um, uh, I don't I don't want to get all teary, but yeah, it was the first time I'd ever seen my dad cry. Was when I told him what I was doing, and he turned white as a ghost. And um, he's a very strong man, a karate karate guy. Yeah. you know, Mister Jokes and. Um, and it, it really bummed him out. But the one thing that they did know about me was that, you know, I had a good head on my shoulders and I was picky. I, you know, I did more of the softer, the mm -hmm. penthouse magazine, um, the girl on girl mm -hmm. stuff. And, and I was married in the industry. Um, you were? I was. I, I fell in love with a musician, um, a broke musician. Well, that's 98% <laughs> of them, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so we, we, you know, we went into the, the journey together, whereas... You were married when you went in? Well, we were living together. And then I was, you know, asked to pose for Hustler mm -hmm. solo, 
which I did. And then, you know, of course they said, well, we're going to make you a big star, this and that. Will you do this and that? And I said, no, absolutely not. Um, they said, will you work with your boyfriend? I said, well, if only if we were married. Right. You know, I would only do that if we were married. <laughs> and um, So, you know, next thing I know, we're in Vegas getting married. So he was in the adult industry with you? Yes. I did not know that. That's the only man that I worked with. It was your husband? It was my husband. I did not know that either. And Can I know, tell you honestly? Yeah. I've never, because I know you, Yeah. and because you have tried to leave that in the past, yeah. and mostly because I know you, I the reason I'm surprised is because I've never Googled one of your videos. Good. Just so you know. And please don't. I don't, because, <laughs> because you know what? That's not the, that's um. not, how I met you. That's yeah. not the relationship that you and I have. And mm -hmm. I know that you, it's like, you know, what was that last year, Aaron, when that FAP thing came out where all those people's phones got broken into? I refused oh. to look at those pictures. Yeah. Because to me, I felt like I was somehow breaking, that was their friend personal. Code. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a friend code. So there's mm -hmm. for me, I was, I, I, so that's why I'm asking. So yeah. the only man you ever worked with was your husband. Yes. Yes. I had no idea. Okay. Back to your, Yes. Yeah. Back to your dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, when you tell him, did you tell him with your boyfriend, husband? I did. Yes. We went up to Santa Cruz to visit, and I introduced him, and uh, it, it was just all bad. It was, you know. Was the your? I'm, I'm assuming your relationship is good now. Oh, it's great, and it always has been great. As yeah. much as it hurt my parents, they still stood by my side and, and supported me, and and that's what kept me grounded you know, over all the years is that I had their love and, and their support. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really, because this is yeah. like counterintuitive to what most people would think most of the people that get in the industry, their journey is yeah. a broken home, right. some sort of abuse, right. parents who hate them. Right. And you have parents who are like, and you know what? I, I honestly was thinking about it as you were mm -hmm. telling me that story. What if my, if my daughter came to me, yeah. be the same thing. I'd be broken, Yeah. but I would support, Support may not be the right word, but just to tell her I'm here. Well, you yeah, you have to because yeah. if they turn their back on me, who knows what path I would have yeah. went down. That you is, know. I I I love your dad. Don't even <laughs> never met him, but I love him. I love now, how him long were you too. Married? Uh, I was married for five years, so the whole time that I was in the industry, we were together, and then I I wised up and. How come? Mm, you know he he had a, a bright future when I met him. He was very talented, mm -hmm. and I don't want to talk bad about the guy. I was his, you know, one of his biggest fans. Yeah. Very talented guy, but, you know, he kind of gave up on his own thing and relied on me yeah. um, and what I was doing and building in that industry, and and I just fell into it. You know, I didn't think it was going to turn into this career or this thing that, that I was going to have to deal with the repercussions later in life. Do you find it unfair mm. that just because that was your job for a few years, mm -hmm. that a stigma like has is is hangs over you, like you something mm -hmm. where people or people that people assume you're you are a certain way, whether mm -hmm. you're like, look, you're a businesswoman, you started your own business, you're yeah. an actress, you're self sufficient woman, mm -hmm. you have a good family, yeah, and a and a and a and a, and a, a great sister, and <laughs> you have great relationships, yeah. like. Um, I don't think it's unfair. I think what would be unfair is if I didn't give them a chance to see who I really am. Mm -hmm. um, you know, then judge away. I mean, I judge people every day. I try not to, but it's just human nature, you know.
But we've talked about this recently, and yeah. one of the things I encouraged you to do here yes. was, you know, you even said you were like, you know, like somebody, w- you wanted you to do a sex column. Right. And it's easy for you. It's the and, go-to, the and fallback. And to fall back on those jokes and, yeah. the, and the innuendos when you're talking mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. It's easy to fall back into that. It is. Right? It's because, like acting. It's, and it's what, because you were playing a role of yeah. Angie's savage yeah so you were playing that role mm-hmm. so it's easy to fall back into that role it is is it scary to step out of that role um it's not it's just uh would this have been easier if i had been like this podcast and i know that not what you want to do but if right. i've been like you just play the angie savage character would you have felt like oh i know how to do that honestly i i can't do it anymore and I, I think awesome. it, it's it, it uh you know it shows on my face even just doing that sex column it's yeah. like it was relationship sex but you know I'm I'm talking about subjects and I'm putting myself back there into that that light and I just don't want to be there anymore um I don't crave that kind of attention mm-hmm. anymore and what was it about you before that you think craved that attention you know when you're young and you're a female and you're in this this world where it's like you you want to be accepted you want people to like you you want compliments just like everybody else Mm -hmm. and I think back then you know I just so wanted to be approved you know in the entertainment business Mm -hmm. in whatever form that was and when you have so much rejection which this industry is full of rejection 98 percent and you have to be okay with that Mm -hmm. um so when you finally get a a yes or somebody telling you you know oh you're amazing right you know we're gonna make you a star and 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 it happened very fast for me where it's like here i'm i did a couple little things and i'm up for an award at the (laughs) the avn show and oh wow okay and so then it's like you you roll with it yeah um, and you start to feel you the you the attention is not, uh, listen. Yeah. I would be lying to you if yeah. at the end of that set when I hear that applause, I'm like, oh, that's why I'm here. Right. That's why I'm fucking here. I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's I also love writing jokes and performing, but you love that gratification. I do. I don't. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and so now, what do you find is the most challenging for you? Now, it, are have relationships been challenging? Um, you know. I'm, Outside of the guy now that we like a lot. Yes. We and like him a lot. He's very, very accepting, you mm-hmm. know, as long as, as I'm moving forward, which which I do. Have relationships in the past been does do you find that guys in, initially in the past have been like, Oh, that's kinda hot and then when yeah. as they start to get a little further into it, they're like, But I don't I actually I don't like it at all. Yeah, I mean once you know, it's always probably sexy until they fall in love mm-hmm. or they start to catch some feelings and you know, nobody wants to see somebody they love be objectified. Right. Um, that's just the bottom line. Although, I have to tell you, when I'm uh, out yeah. and I see people look at my wife and check her out. That's hot. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. I like that, too. I mean, I wouldn't want to be with a man where girls weren't I, I, my I, man now. I mean, he's he's a sexy man, I admit it. I never quite understood how guys get jealous about that. Like, you yeah. look at my woman? You look at my woman? I'm like, fucking look away, dude. Yeah. What? That's great. Well, if she looks back, maybe that's ego talking. I. But that's fine. I don't, yeah. because at the end of the day, yeah. I do believe this. At the end of the day, I know 
where where she's parking her car. Right. <laughs> so look away, man. It doesn't yeah. fucking bother me at all. Like, or where you're parking your I car. I know where I'm parking my car. Exactly. I know what driveway I'm pulling into. You know what I'm talking about, everybody? That is a dick joke. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, I you know, I, that's why I think you, 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 you worry about the things in this life that you mm-hmm. can control. Sure. I can't control if she looks at another dude. Right. Nor do I want to control it because if I do try to control it, then she's going to be like, well, I'm going to fucking look at another guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As soon as you try to put a pot, a lid on boiling water, the fucking pot jumps up. It's true. They feel S- confined and trapped yeah. and they explode. Let them, well, exactly. <laughs> so just let, I, for me, I'm like, whatever, you know, I, that's never been my hang up. Uh, I'm trying to think. Well, what you're I, a good, like you're a confident guy. Yeah. But the, I, and I appreciate that, but a confidence, my confidence, I don't think has any anything to do with how I think I look. Okay. Um, I don't think so. I'm confident because, uh, and eh, confidence is the word. I'm secure mm-hmm. with who I am. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm not confident in a lot of areas. Like mm-hmm. I'm still not sure if I'm putting picking up that fucking guitar. Oh, you're picking up that guitar. Uh, but, 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 um, I'm not. I'm I'm secure. Like even to the things that I'm not good at. Right. I know that I'm not good at it. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it doesn't like I'm not like uh I just like like I'm not good at guitar. I play it the last couple of weeks. I've been playing it on stage doing some stupid songs. Sure. And the, the guitar <laughs> playing is fucking terrible. But I'm I just kind of own it up front and go I suck. Like I suck. I eat dicks. I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible at this. But I'm going to eat a dick in front of everybody. <laughs> By the way, the term eat a dick, although one of my favorites. Mine too. I don't. It brings up the worst visual. I go fork and knife. When I, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I hear so eat a dick, I picture somebody like, well, okay. Fork and knife. Not like a, ah, not like a, but like a, like a polite gentleman. <laughs> Eating a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean, Aaron? Aaron, like some guy who tucks his napkin into his shirt here, and he's like, no, yeah, I'm going to eat a dick. And he just kind of tucks his napkin into his collar, and he picks up his fork and his knife, and he's like, so, hey, excuse me, what what wine pairs well with dick? This is an Eastern European dick. So I'm going to eat today. We grilled it. Grilled? No, just some thyme and some butter. Oh, okay. It's a Cabernet. Good. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I've maybe thought about the dude eating a dick a little too detailed. <laughs> I probably... <laughs> maybe... <laughs> maybe I have... Do you know, by the way, what you should do? What should I do? With your with that voice. What? How are you not doing voiceovers? You know, I've actually been um, currently, you know, pulling some different voices that I like and putting together an acting, re- I mean, a voiceover reel. I mean, because you're, it's really, in, you could do cartoons. I could do cartoons. Do you know a woman named E.G. Daly? Mm. E.G. did, um, you ever see the cartoon Rugrats? Yes. Your voice isn't that far from Tommy. <laughs> the little boy? Yeah. <laughs> but E.G., my friend E.G., uh-huh. am I right, Aaron? She's not that far from Tommy. It's a little yeah. raspier because E.G.'s voice is raspy. Uh-huh. But you could do, you know, most of the people who do little boys on cartoons are women. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would, I would love to do that. You, yeah, you I definitely could... have like a, right, Aaron? It's like a, it's a different voice. Well, I was on the airplane um, a couple years ago and I was, I'm sitting there and some guy turns around and he... He says, oh, I, th- I thought Jennifer Tilly was yes. st- sitting behind yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could be. Yeah. And you were like, what if you were like, I am Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> what? Yeah, I am. I'm Jennifer Tilly. 
What if you what if you were like, I'm not Jennifer Taylor, I'm actually Tennifer Jilly. It's weird. I get confused for all the time. It's ironic that we have similar names, Tennifer Jilly. Why don't you tell people real quick, tell them about your truck. My food truck. And um, how you got into it. Okay, well, let's see. Angie's Wieners um, is my first food truck, the first of hopefully many. Mm-hmm. Um, plan to franchise it out. It started it started as a joke. You know, I was doing these bike rallies yeah. in Galveston, Texas, um, signing posters for Jim Beam, and the food vendors just had these these huge lines wrapped around them, and I've got a line of people, you know, waiting for me, and I'm. I'm having drinks afterwards, and I, I was there with uh, Tommy Flanagan from Sons of Anarchy uh-huh. and, and uh, the uh, publicist at the time. And you were at Sons of Anarchy, right? I was, yeah, yeah for the last two seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a nice. That was a nice. Nice little half thing on your resume. That wasn't bad. That's pretty fucking good. Are you kidding pretty me? Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get to look badass? I got to look badass. Yeah. I was a crow eater. So I was, you know, one of the, yeah. the bikers girls. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, so it started as a joke, you know, and, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to start a food business and, you know, wieners being my background. <laughs> and I just thought. Yeah, uh, is that how you went to the bank? I got a strong background in wieners. So that's how I get my loan. Do you know anything about wieners? Oh, yeah. You know I do. So. Uh... This is an easy go-to, like we've discussed. You know, so naturally, uh, the biggest wieners and the hottest buns, yeah, you know, popped into my head, and and I ran with it. But so. you're an entrepreneur, like you're a business person. I'm a business person. You know, I I went out and I got I made a business plan, um, and I got some money together, and I did these biker rallies, yeah. these traveling biker rallies, and and you know the first rally we did was up in Dixon, California, which is a very Bible Belt community. And, you know, I, I cried on the way there. I told my business partner, I'm like, I, I'm scared. Like, what if people, you know, don't like us or yeah. this and that? Because we were all over the news before, and they're interviewing people. And they're like, well, what do you think about this business coming to this rally? And, and a lot of people were supportive. But the the big Bible community didn't yeah. mind the biker rally. They just had a problem with the food truck. Exactly. That's the fucking crazy part. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Don't exactly. worry about the meth and the underage women <laughs> that the bikers have with them. It's that damn food truck. She's selling hot dogs. Motherfucker. <laughs> it seems bizarre. Right? Yeah. 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 So we get there and they're like, you know, the news is all there and and people are lined up in line and, and we're booming. We just, we cleaned house that day and the news reporter was hilarious and he's like, former porn star serving up wieners and these wieners are huge. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I knew I had something kind of fun and it was, it was an out for me. And it's a little bit, of, it, it, the food's good, but it's also like a novelty. It's different than your normal food truck. Yeah. It's fun. It's yeah. pinup style. It's cheeky. You know, all my girls are, you know, they have good personalities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do a lot of different fun events and TV set stuff and private parties. You want to have another food truck? Or you want to uh, franchise that one out? Well, I definitely, I want to franchise the food trucks out. I would love to have a brick and mortar um, restaurant, you know, somewhere funny there in Las Vegas or Sunset Strip. Well, that's a good spot. Some touristy place, Atlantic City, yeah. something like. Probably a little too, not Bronson. You might kill people down there in Branson. Is that Branson, Missouri? Yeah. <laughs> Branson, Missouri, they do they do noon shows. 
there's what a is there that? it's like a, it's like Vegas for people over the age of 80. Oh, they like might like it. Greg maybe. <laughs> Greg Brady, what's his name? Greg Brady's name? Barry Williams did a brunch show there called the Very Brady Brunch. And he sang like show tunes and shit, but I saw a video. He's up there singing like, I did it my, and there's just some old people eating eggs. Like, ah. And Chris Frangelo needs to go perform. Oh, by the way, we all almost went together as a Chelsea Lately outing to go see a Very Brady Brunch in Branson, Missouri. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Um, but that, yeah, I think you might kill people there. In Branson. Yeah, probably not so much. You know. You don't want to do that. No. You don't want to, the old it's folks a, are not ready. They're not ready. It's for the younger I folks. I think America will be a lot more fun, and I do believe this, when a generation of old people die. Generation of old white people. Really? There's Why a generation so? of old white people who are holding on to no weed. They're yeah. holding on. Listen, no gays. No gays. No gam. Listen, mm -hmm. let's let's add to weed in the, the drug war. Mm -hmm. Gambling should be legal. Prostitution should be legal. You think? I don't understand why either of those aren't. Here's what I go back to. I go back to things like, now, her, prostitution is a victimless crime, if you're mm -hmm. calling it a crime. Right. It's some one woman's body. Two willing people. Two willing people. Now, if you take out the criminal aspect, mm -hmm. which is somebody making somebody do it. Right. A pimp. If you make it legal. Right. You take away the people who don't want to do it. Yeah. You take away the people who are being forced to do it because you can find it legally somewhere else. Yeah. You can find it legally and clean. You go into that whatever bunny ranch. Mm -hmm. One of the things he says is those girls get tested and it's condoms yeah. uh, up and down and like, right? And does the government take taxes? In in Nevada they do. Yeah. And that's the thing. So I the same thing with weed, right? So- Instead of giving my money to a drug lord in Mexico, mm -hmm. I'm giving my money to a store in California. Yeah. So if you did it the same thing with prostitution, like I just don't understand. It's a victimless crime. It's it's if it, if the woman is saying this is what this what is my body, my, my choice. Life. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. And same thing with gambling. Like. Yeah. I actually think gambling is worse than prostitution. You do. Because look, I. I can ruin my my entire family. I know right. people who have lost their houses. Their child's, you know, college tuition. Yeah, yeah. Um, you And you'd have to fuck a lot of hookers to lose your child. <laughs> I mean, you would have to have a serious issue. I don't yeah. think, you know what I mean? You, I, I mean, I don't know how much a hooker costs. I've never been a much of a hook. Like, I know friends of mine who are hooker guys. Yeah. They, I don't, I never saw and I tell the story of the one time I got a hooker on stage I couldn't even go through with it you did I couldn't go through with it yeah because I for me I like the chase that was so much part of the mm -hmm. the, the the actual the sex at the end yeah. was great but right. to me the buildup and all is part of the chase is part of the foreplay is the well I, yeah I wouldn't like that either I wouldn't like to feel like I had to pay somebody to be attracted to me yeah, yeah. but for guys it's different why for guys for I and I understand why my friends do it they're like mm -hmm. I'm not I'm paying her so I don't have to talk to her every again <laughs> this yeah. is kind of and for some guys it's sexy and it's you know what I mean it's like but I was never that guy. But 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 I don't know why it shouldn't be legal. If I mean it's legal in Amsterdam, people seem to handle it. Yeah. I'm gonna you know that's gonna be you know I'm gonna run for president, everybody. <laughs> and uh, legal weed, legal hookers, legal gambling. 
I do know there's a large percentage of people who would vote for me uh, just on those three things. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to open up the uh, podcast of phone calls, 323-282-7424, 323-282-7424, if you have questions for Angie or if you have a question for me. Um, and then I guess I will break out the guitar right now. Um, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You're gonna kill it. Don't give them everything right now. Well, I only Hold have, back a little bit. I, I, I that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I promised people that I would play this. I mm -hmm. think I brought my pick. Um, if I didn't, didn't I have a pick? I think you did. I think I had one. How does this look, everybody? Is this a good shot? Let me get your microphone ready hey, for here's you. A, here it is. Okay, so, all right. You ready, Aaron? Yeah. All I right. got a pick. Yeah, I got one. You can tell you're a musician because you have a pick. Okay. So let me see if I get this. All right, guys. Don't so this, me. this, <laughs> this uh, song I wrote for a movie. Can you hear it on the mic? Is that too loud? Any either one? No. Okay, guys. Um, just keep in mind, I'm not a professional singer. I'm far from a professional musician. There will be mistakes on guitar. But this is the song I sold for a movie. It's sad. It's a sad song. I'm going to close my eyes. You are? Mm -hmm. So am I. <laughs> 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 Good idea. <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, uh, by the way, I'm uh, I'm going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina this weekend on the fifth through the seventh. I'll be in Dallas next weekend, the twelfth through the fourteenth. The song. Here we go. Please fill my cup 
just wanna be the man you make me feel like when I hold your hand and I just want you to understand come rescue me Rescue me Set me free That's it. Mm, that was so beautiful. Did you like it? What'd you think, Aaron? Yeah, it's great. Yeah? Did you like it? I loved it. Oh wow, everybody. Brought a little tear. To that my was eye. that is the that's the one I wrote and you know what I do on planes? Hmm. Because I don't think that I could ever go to therapy. Why? Uh honestly, I I, f I don't no. Okay. And I know I'm wrong. So mm -hmm. let me just get that out. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I'm like, why am I telling my problems to someone who doesn't know me so they can give me generic answers that they give to a ton of people that they go, this is his problem. So he's going to fit him in this box and this is the answer I'm going to give him. I'm like, hey, you don't know me. How can you give me? I've known you. So this is the sixth session. I've known you six hours. So you're going to give me advice on my fucking life. Like, I don't get that. Yeah. But what I do to emote, to express myself, is I write a shit ton of poetry. You do? Oh, that's how I, like... So when I picked up the guitar, I was like, oh, I have a ton of lyric stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of, but I can't play guitar. And you've been playing for how long? I think it's now, we're going on seven weeks. So we have a call, Aaron. Hey, you're on with Josh and Angie. This is fairly normal. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, you got another one. Hey, you're on with Josh and Angie. This is fairly normal. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Nana Judy. Hi, Judy. How are you? Hi, Josh, honey. How are you? Good. How are you? Say hi to Angie. Hi, Angie. You are gorgeous. Thank you, Judy. Hi. Judy's and the best. Hi, and you're young. Oh, my God. Joshua. Aww. Yes. You are awesome. I had tears running down my face. I love that song, and I don't know what you're saying. You have a very beautiful voice. Oh, thank it's you, a, Nana Judy. I love... The reason why I love your voice yeah. is because... I like that that kind of rawness to it. You You're know? talking about the imperfections and the off-key <laughs> no, stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying raw, of my, yes. A lot of the musicians that I like the best are the ones that aren't absolutely perfect, you know, that have that raw feeling. I mean, have you ever heard, uh, you know, I mean, I like Dirk Benedict. I like... 
you know, all these guys have this little bit of a rasp to their voice. Dirk Bentley? Certain... No, it's not Bentley. <laughs> Did you say Dirk Bentley? <laughs> huh? Do you say Dirk Bentley? She said Benedict. Dirk Bentley. I love his voice. Yeah, Dirk like, Benedict's not a person. I like, and just different, lots of different. I mean, I have a eclectic, mm. eclectic, totally eclectic. Um, well, thank Love you. Music. I, I will but tell honey, you. Yes. That is awesome. That oh, thank is, you. Is, is that how sad the movie's going to be? I'll have to watch it. I um, now and then I need a good cry. It's the yeah. part of the movie where the dude doesn't think he's ever going to get his woman back. Hmm. Oh. So and that could be the dudette that never gets a, a man back. Could I mean, be either uh, one, but it's. I appreciate it, Nana Judy, and thank you very much. Oh, sweetheart, you know I'm one of your biggest fans. You're the best. Uh, I just thought you did. I was surprised. I was actually shocked. I shouldn't be because I love how you sing um, other songs that you sang. So, um, and I love your funny songs too. So, oh, thank it's, you. It's really awesome. <laughs> well, Nana Judy, I still haven't been able to find out when you're going to be in Portland in January. I keep looking at the website, but they don't have it updated. I'll yet, tell you so. what. I will tomorrow. I'll go on my website and I'll look and I will send you a message on Facebook. How's that? Thank you, sweetheart. I love you. All right, Judy. Love you too. I'll we'll talk to you soon. Bye. See you in January. Okay. Bye-bye, Andy. Bye. Bye. Um, you know what's funny? Because mm. you like rock and roll. I love rock and roll. You know, she touched on something that I love about rock and roll that I don't like about today's music. Mm. I like imperfections in people's voices. That grittiness. Yeah. You know what? Mm. When you hear it in a studio, like, um, you a Beatles fan? I'm a Beatles fan. You I know, like the Stones better. Well, in the same thing with the Stones mm -hmm. or the Beatles or old Roger Daltrey, like... You can hear the imperfection in the record mm -hmm. because they didn't have auto-tune. Yeah. But it made it sound like people were actually playing and singing. And you can hear the emotion more. In yeah, the they didn't produce out the emotion. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and your song had that. No, thank you. Yeah, that was really beautiful. Uh, hey, you're on with Josh and Angie. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Josh. It's Justin from Quincy. How are you doing, man? What's up, Justin? How are you? Doing well. Hey, Angie. What's going on? Hey, how are you? I'm well, thank you. What's going on? Did Josh, you? That song was incredible. Oh, thanks, man. That's Absolutely very nice. Absolutely incredible. That's very nice of you to say. I appreciate that. This is a great podcast for me today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're knocking it out of the park, man. Well done. Well, thank you very much. Hey, Justin. Um, let me ask you: Have you been listening to um, Angie's story? I, I I wanted to call because uh, I'll tell you what. She, you blow me away, Angie. I, I wasn't, I didn't really know who you were until tonight. And just listening to your story and how honest you are and uh, just accepting the way that you want your life to be, that's, you're inspirational, girl. I, I think so, too. <laughs> like, it's, it's one of the reasons, like, for me, and I agree with you about all those things, Justin. And I, 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 I it's unfortunate for me, like, because I think you get, judged by how you look or what you did and it's one of the reasons i want you to come on um because not only because i know you personally but i'm hoping that people across the board just stop judging do mm. you know but you thank are you. Like, it, it, and it, thank you justin that that means a lot i appreciate that it's, you're you're gorgeous mm. on the exterior obviously i mean 
if we're going to be honest, if, if I'm going to try and be with a woman, it, it would be someone like you. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But just the, just the way that you talk, I mean, the way that you carry yourself, I'm watching mm-hmm. you and I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want to be this girl's friend. Like, I oh. want her in my life. Like, you are, you're, you're just so great. And it's refreshing to see somebody that way. Thank you. Can I ask both of you as, and Justin, you're out to your parents, yes? Yes. Can I ask both of you as people who have had to go to their parents and tell them that something that they didn't know? Mm-hmm. They didn't know how they were going to react. Yeah, to. they didn't know how they were going to react mm-hmm. to. Did you, Justin? Did you take somebody with you? No, no, I didn't. And and what for both of you? And you can do it independently. Like, what is it? I guess like what your hope. Hmm. What is it you are hoping? doesn't like what's the worst possible outcome well should i answer first yeah go ahead um i mean the worst possible outcome is just you know to have them to have things change right you know to have that relationship change or suffer and you know be judged differently than everything that you have always been to them and that didn't happen for you it, it it didn't happen because my parents you know they they know the real me and they they know their little girl and and um, I think they they were worried and concerned in right. my case, not in, in Justin's case, because, right. um, you know, they were just hoping for the best that, that it wasn't it was never like a, a money thing. They knew that they could I could always come to them. Mm-hmm. And if I was ever in need of, of financial that bad, um, but they were just hoping that I had my head on clear that it wasn't this man pushing me into this um, and that I wasn't, you know, using drugs and yeah going down a real, real dark path. And Justin, how come you didn't bring someone with, with you? Well, I didn't, I didn't really have the opportunity to. My parents split uh, while I was in high school, mm-hmm. and I eventually came out to my mother first. Uh, that seems to be the way that people do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she told me that she knew for a while because of the Jonathan Taylor Thomas poster that I had in my room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So wait, wait, are you saying I should take that one out of my room now? No, oh, no, 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 no. If you're going to send it my way. Okay, well, I will. You got it. Uh, that's funny. But and she knew. Yeah. And, and she, was, she was just kind of waiting for me to, to come to her on my terms, which was great. Mm-hmm. My dad and I didn't have the best relationship, not because of my sexuality. Um, when eventually I did get around to talking to him about it, he was more upset that I didn't feel comfortable talking to him one-on-one as opposed mm-hmm. to him finding out from my mom. That makes sense. Interesting. I have to tell you, I think as a father, you know, my when my daughter, I've told this story before, when my daughter was 14 or 15, we were at dinner, mm-hmm. and... Um, it was so funny. It was me and my uh, Beth and Jacob, and Jacob was young, and, and my daughter was 15. We're sitting there. I go, oh, how was everyone's day today? And my daughter goes, I'm dating Savannah. And Savannah was her best friend. And then before I could say anything to her, Jacob goes, I think I just joined an Armenian gang today. I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, let's hold on. Let's get to the important one first. Uh, Kate, you're dating Savannah? And she goes, yeah. And she started to cry. And you know why I felt bad? I felt bad because, and obviously she told me, and she was like, I just didn't want 
I didn't think you guys would think badly about me, but it's the last thing that I want. Mm -hmm. And you know what I felt bad about is that I was like, is it possible that I didn't provide her a safe enough place to mm -hmm. where she felt like she couldn't tell me this a year ago? Do you know what I mean? That that was my first reaction, which was like, if you're crying, that right. means you somehow felt like this wasn't going to be okay. And it's been nothing, you know, it's nothing but okay. Yeah. But that was the big thing for me. So if I, I, I have to tell you, just, just as a father, Justin, that would have got me too. Uh, I don't know what your relationship was like with him before, but I would have been like, wow, I, it would have made me start to think about what relationship I had with my son where he felt like he couldn't tell me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that I, for me, I think that was the, the biggest heartbreak was I was terrified just because my dad was a cop and he was he was definitely more macho than I. Mm -hmm. right. um, but growing up, it's it's of, of course, he loves me. I know he loves me. However, is this something that is going to be a deal breaker? Because we grew up Catholic. I mean, Pennsylvania, Allentown, Pennsylvania, it's, it's a blue collar Catholic town. Mm -hmm. And the fear always is not necessarily is he going to hate me because I knew he wouldn't, mm -hmm. but was this going to be something that would change our relationship that I brought to the table? That's heavy shit. Yeah. That was very brave of you. It's heavy shit. It's heavy shit because, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, no matter what your relationship is with your parents, and this is what I've learned from talking to people over years and years and years, no matter how bad that relationship was, at the end of the day, that kid just wants to be loved by their mom or dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. and sometimes it makes it extra heartbreaking. Um, but the, both of you guys braver than I mean, I think I'm trying to think the craziest thing I had to tell. Oh, I had to tell my dad that I dropped a keg through the <laughs> wood floor once. He didn't like that. Equally brave, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you for living your true self. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to finish the story. Jacob did think he joined an Armenian gang, and I told him, I go, you know you're not Armenian, right? And he goes, no, I know. I go, what does it mean, Armenian gang? He goes, well, it means we sit together at the same lunch table. And I go, anything else? And he goes, not not yet. And I go, okay. <laughs> if they if there are any other requirements, let me know. But as for now, you're welcome to be in that Armenian gang. And um, <laughs> I think you get a free bottle of Dracar Noir, and then he was on his way. That was what you got when you got in. You get sprayed with it, and then that was it. Um, uh, but just kind of gang. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, thank you very much for listening and calling, and I appreciate the uh, kind words about the song. And Justin, yeah, absolutely, man. Proud of you. Thank you. you too. And Justin, thank you so much. You are lovely. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Angie. I, I plan on being best friends from here on out. We're going to be best friends from here on out. Perfect. Done okay. and done. Okay. Thanks, Justin. Mm -hmm. Um, I told you, you know, one of the reasons you were nervous, mm -hmm. I told you this was a safe place, didn't I? Thank you. This is like a safe, the people who listen to this podcast, or at least people who call in, aren't assholes. The people who listen uh, a week from now, <laughs> they're assholes. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but back to a little bit of the rock and roll. Yeah. One of my favorite vocals, two, I think my two favorite vocals of all time, um, Oh, Darling by the Beatles. Okay. And Beautiful Ones by Prince. I don't know that. Purple Rain. Do you want to play a little I, bit? I mean, do I want to play? I mean, fuck yeah. Can by the way, <laughs> Prince hates it when you play his music. I'm sure he's listening. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Aaron, you know how much Prince hates when people play his music. And he's called... 
He's called in before, and really? I always tell him, no, he oh. hasn't fucking called in. So horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know beautiful ones? I, I probably do. I gotta hear it. This part of beautiful ones? What's it gonna be, babe? Is it I would? Do you want me? What do you want me? Oh, come on. Aaron, am I right? This song? This, but this part, he's just emotion just spinning out of his Yeah. And he's got that grit. Yeah. Now, they could have auto-tuned, not auto-tuned, but like smoothed it out. But listen to it. This part right here? What? Oh, my so God. So that makes you want to fucking fight at the same time. <laughs> like that is, but that's the thing. Like you, it's hard to hear that girl still does that with his. He does. I just saw them. How good. It was so good. And he, you know, he was in a, um, in a boot, in a boot, a boot. And he sat the whole time, you know, still and good though, rocked right? it. Oh yeah. It's amazing. Um, we have somebody else on the phone there. Uh, you're on with Josh and Angie. This is fairly normal. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Mike Heller calling from Wisconsin. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, Mike. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Do you have a question for either myself or Angie? Uh, uh, actually, one for each of you. Actually, kind of a statement about you okay. and then one for her. Okay. Um, just how you mentioned how people um, or, or how you feel secure when you're doing your performances. Yes. And I think it's because you have people can tell you're genuine everything that that you do and that you perform and how you take yourself yeah. it's all genuine and people can feed off that nice. and that's why i don't think you get a lot of hecklers or jerks following you on your on your um twitter account or watching your podcast well that's nice you know, to it's say, all it's true thank you I, yeah it, i will tell you think, um the uh it takes a long time to get comfortable in your own skin. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It takes a long time. I, it took me a long time to get comfortable. Do you know what it really took for me? It took living in an apartment with three kids with, off of $1,100 a month. And there was just no room yeah. for, pretend, for, for pretension. Like there, was yeah. nothing, there was nothing but raw. Yeah. But I found it, it that when you portrayed that... Look, not everybody's going to agree with what I say or like it, but I find that honest people, mm -hmm. um, and when they're in just you know honest about how they feel and what they think, the people it's people want to hear it, whether they agree with and it they or not. They can relate, yeah, in different ways. Yeah. Well, thanks, yeah. Mike. I appreciate that. You have a question for Angie? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. Um, when it comes to relationships now mm -hmm. and some of your performances in the past, when you're encountered or you meet somebody that is interested in you. Do you ever feel that they, once they get close, that they get intimidated and feel like it might be inadequate or that it might That's scare them off and that it's not, you know, that they don't understand that before it was a performance and you're, you're, you're doing an art, but yeah. when you're actually in relationship, it's a, it's a feeling thing. And it's a much deeper feeling than just the performance. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, and, and that's probably, you know, more so than just what Josh and I have talked about of, you know, how strangers and things view me, but, you know, it means a lot more when, when your feelings are involved and, you know, when you do come to that place for myself where I've been in a relationship just lately and it's like, it's just so different, you know, um, and they have to deal with it mm -hmm. too, um, which is the hardest. <laughs> Do but yeah. but when it gets down to physical, right? Oh, you're talking just the physical. Well, no, but also, but when it gets down to physical, also, do do you uh, do you ever find that people are you were like, hey, that was you're expecting Angie Savage in here? Oh yeah, yeah. And then you know, a lot of the times, you know, they want to bring other people into yeah. the bedroom and. And things like that, whereas, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still a bad girl, but I, I try to save that for just one person now. Yeah, but that's know? the right. That's the way. Yeah, yeah it's a, that's a good question, Mike, because mm -hmm. I hadn't thought of that, but, but your past would follow you in, into the bedroom, too. It does. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, but you know, yeah. it's still there. It's that still there. Side yeah. of me is still there. Side of you still there? And yeah. Your boyfriend obviously likes yeah. both sides. He benefits. <laughs> no, from hey, it. by the way, that sounds dirty, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dirty, but it isn't. He likes both sides. He's not, he's not complaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Mike, mm. I appreciate you mm. calling, man. Okay, and um, I just want to touch one thing where you said the joke about the old people once they all die. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think like that generation, which causes a lot of problems for our generation, is yeah. that everybody seems like they're very judgmental. Yes. So everyone wants to focus on what everybody's doing in the bedroom and what people want to do with the private parts of other people. And, you know, that's not really any of anybody else's business. And they should really just learn to know people, you know, get to know people on the inside. Yeah. their likes and loves and passions and things like that and just throw all the other stuff away it's not you know it doesn't really mean anything mike whatever you somebody know, does what, whatever somebody whatever your neighbor is doing in their house if it's not hurting somebody <laughs> else is none of our fucking business right. it's how listen the way what we should concentrate on doing is you be good to the people out in the world with you be good to the people be good to the people around you be good to your friends be good to your family Look, when you go into your house, if you want to jerk off to a picture of a squirrel, whatever. <laughs> it's none of my fucking business. And squirrels are cute. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you like. Do you know what I mean? But that's none of my... By the way, I'm going to try that tonight just to see if it works. How about a masturbating squirrel? Uh, masturbating squirrel? I think I, I saw that gif. Um, but, uh, but you know what I mean? And I agree with you. I agree with you. Just leave the judgmental shit... Um, Leave it to other people, man. Take care of you and your own and be good to the other folks around you, and that'll yeah. make the world better. And that's the key thing is just as long as you're not you know, hurting anybody else. That's where you got to draw the line. Mm -hmm. um, but, Mike, thank you very much for calling, man. Oh, yeah. Best of luck to both of you. I'll, uh, I'll keep tuning in, man. Love you. I thank appreciate you. it. Thanks. Um, see, nice people. Really nice people. Nice people. Good positive affirmation. Yeah. My, I, my heart is warm and fuzzy. Good. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, like, <laughs> I... I look as a comedian. I understand that sometimes, you know, I can make a joke that seems callous. I try not to be mean with my jokes, but sometimes a joke is a joke. But walking around in life, I make a concerted effort. You know, when I was in New York this week, mm. I went out of my way to make eye contact and say hello to people. Yeah, they thought I was from another fucking planet. Because you just don't yeah. do it. You just don't. It just doesn't happen. But 
I, it's one of the reasons I love going to the South, into the Midwest. I just love walking down the street and people saying hello to you. I know it I makes know. me sound like a big giant pussy, but I fucking love it. I love, and I, I do the same thing. Do you know I, I open the door for somebody, one of my biggest pet peeves. At the gym yesterday, I opened the door for somebody. She made eye contact with me on her way out. Mm-hmm. Went back to her phone, didn't say thank you, didn't say anything. Yeah. I fucking hate that. I do too, but don't stop doing it. I won't, but you know, there are those few people that it actually like makes their whole day. There was someone in New York who I held the door for mm. uh, a couple of years ago. It was it New York? I think. I forget. Maybe Chicago. And the woman said, I don't need you to open that for me. Ew. And I was, she was standing outside the door. I go, but I have it open. She goes, I can, you think I need you to open the door for me? And I said, no, I don't think I need you to. You need me, but I, I went in first. I go, you know, if you were a guy, yeah. I also would have just kept the door open because I was here first. Yeah. She was like, would you? Would you please shut the door? So I sh- I let the door shut and then she walked through it. Wow! Like it's it's a little yeah. Come on! All right, you well, can't let she me open the eat door. A dick. She no, she <laughs> with fork and knife and <laughs> a napkin. Fork and knife. Aaron, are you eating a dick with a fork and a knife and a napkin? I envision. Like, t-shirt <laughs> oh, t-shirt cannon! And someone shoots the dick into your mouth. <laughs> That's not terrible, but that seems aggressive. That seems like, you mean like at halftime at a basketball game? <laughs> where you're just kind of shooting dicks at people? I, I don't imagine mind. it more like a corn dog. You, oh, your corn dog. Like on a popsicle stick? Yeah, on a stick. Deep fried? Deep fried. Mm, I don't think. A little I, dipping I, sauce. I don't think I've ever. A dip? <laughs> What's a good dick dip? <laughs> I mean, ranch is good on everything. Ranch is good on everything. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. If you're going to dick your dip, dip your dick i think you gotta dip your dick in ranch mm-hmm. although you know i wouldn't or mind whipped cream have it as a dessert listen I, I have never eaten a dick <laughs> but i will tell you i'm assuming the dick if i'm gonna i'm gonna if i'm gonna go on record here and make some guesses i, I don't i think it's like i don't think it's tender i think it's a little chewy if you cook uh, a dick yeah cook dick anyone want to say chewy you think it's like a steak chicken mm-hmm. Okay, uh, maybe baked might be a little bit better. You want to bake your dick? <laughs> I think it's like a c- consistency of a ribeye. It's kind of fatty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like a lean New York yeah. strip. It's like a fatty ribeye. Yeah, gnaw on it. Yeah, you <laughs> chew a little bit. I So I think if I'm going to grill my dick, I think I dip it. I don't know. <laughs> I think I go A1. I'm not going to lie to you. A little ketchup. You, I think ranch is not bad. If you've got the corn dog, I think you <laughs> yeah. go ranch. Yeah. When you're shooting dicks into people's mouths, Aaron, <laughs> are you delivering it with a sauce? No. It's raw dick or just straight dick? <laughs> no salt, no pepper? No. You, are you baking it or grilling it? Boiling. Boiling. <laughs> Aaron is boiling his dick. He, does, he, he wants you to get the entire flaccid feeling. He doesn't, no taste. He wants you to go pure dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's an asshole for doing it. Uh, um, okay, three two three two eight two seven four two four. Oh, we're getting. Oh, we're we're past. See, it's already past an hour. Really? Did you think? I had no. And it went faster. You thought, right? It did. And, and I don't want to go home. Can I tell you something? Yes. The difference in your voice at the be- if you go back and listen to it. Yeah. The difference in your voice between when you first sat down till now, you just seem more relaxed. Yeah. You seemed a little nervous. I was that. very nervous. What is that, buddy? Oh, is that my phone? Oh, that's it. It's, it's connecting? Yeah, it's Angie's phone. Sorry. That's all right. What music are we listening to? 
That's just a nice jazzy ring. It is. You have a nice little jazzy ring. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, But then when you call me, it goes, Hey, mom, send the way you move. Gonna make you sweat. Gonna make you groove. Tell me something. We're going to get out of here. Tell me what you want. What you want to plug. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds dirty, but it isn't. Uh, tell me what you want to plug. Tell me if you what you want to tell people. Tell me if you want to tell them what the name of the horror movie you're going to be in. Yes. Well, I'm not at liberty to discuss it just yet. The mm-hmm. horror movie. Um, but do you I'm die? Gonna, um, I do not die. It's actually a three-part series that mm. I'm going to be filming out in Texas. And That's exciting. It's very exciting. It's going to be a very challenging role for me and I, I can say you know I cry a lot in the, in the film and, and I get beat up a lot in the film it's a very intense Holy shit. it's a very intense role but you know I like to do stuff where I get to come out of myself like that All right. um, but um, Angie's Wieners Angie'sWieners.com if you're in the LA area or you can go on our website Angie'sWieners.com and buy you know t-shirts merchandise um, and hopefully soon we'll have a product in the supermarket that's awesome. Um, I'm going to be in Raleigh this weekend, the 5th through the 7th, and I'm going to be in Dallas at Hyenas the 12th through the 14th. And I I am actively writing more songs. The guitar will come on the road with me, so there'll be some funny songs. I'm going to start playing that song at the end of my set just to get comfortable playing it. And um, I got a lot of stuff, like everybody else, I got a lot of exciting things that could happen, everybody. Mm-hmm. Bumping up against it. Fingers crossed. Here's what I want you to do. If you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, fucking tell somebody. Yeah, Shit. tell somebody. Wait, tell somebody. Um, and tell somebody and have them listen to a couple. And if they fuck, it's free. Shit. And they, if they don't like it, they never have to listen again. And they can send me a big eat a dick. <laughs> or, or shoot it at you. Shoot it at me. But you better not shoot it boiled with no dip because <laughs> I will fuck come at you like a spider monkey. Like a spy, that's, if you shoot your bra, if you shoot a boiled, unseasoned dick at me, <laughs> oh we've got some problems. So I know you didn't want to talk sexual stuff, but I'm sorry I had to go there. <laughs> it's okay. That's not too sexual. It's okay. <laughs> I got a good ab workout from all the laughing. Um, and so I think that's it. Aaron, should I do anything else you want me to share with them? All things comedy on Twitter. All things comedy on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Josh Wolf Comedy on Twitter. You are at Real Angie S. On Twitter. And uh, guys, oh, oh, also, if you haven't been following me on Twitter, if you miss my high walks, I got another high walk coming tonight. <laughs> And we live in the same neighborhood, yeah. so I constantly see this guy high just walk. wandering the streets. Mm-hmm. Wandering is a <laughs> paints a tough picture of me. <laughs> I kind of know where I'm going. Like I know my general area. Like I'm familiar, mm-hmm. but sometimes it takes me a little while. I have to admit, last week I had to GPS my way home. <laughs> I looked up and I was like, I don't recognize this, and I was so embarrassed. I was even embarrassed, even though you ever get embarrassed when it's just you and you're still embarrassed. Yeah. So I look, I'm like, I got a GPS this. My, but I was so embarrassed. I, I only looked for five seconds and I shut it off. Nobody knew, but I was like, fuck it, that's embarrassing. But I was like, who the fuck is, but I really Your want, dog was there. He was embarrassed. He's always, but one high walk, I, I, for half an hour, I thought of new, new designs for the stop sign. Mm. And I was like, I think I can beat that. And I went home and I drew them up and I was like, these are genius. And I woke up the next day. I'm like, these are the stupidest fucking things <laughs> I've ever written in my life. The stop, you can't beat the stop sign. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> Red, it says stop. The shape is good. I had a blue one. I was like, it should be blue. Stop. Um, All right. 
Aaron, I think that's all we have for today. Ladies and gentlemen, you better tell somebody. And we love you. And thank you for tuning in. And hey, be good to each other. Good night. Night.